We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yu former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Happy brunch, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Brunch Talk by The Dateable Podcast. If you are new to this show, we dive into some of your burning dating questions and we try to answer to the best of our ability. But our other episode, which is during the week, is about a dating topic. So we have experts, we talk to um, different people about their dating experiences. So there are two different concepts, part of the same brand, Dateable Podcast. So welcome if you're new to this. <laughs> it's all under the same umbrella, but this is a this is an opportunity for us to dissect it like we would if we were at brunch together. So just imagine mm-hmm. we're all at the table, chowing down on eggs and bacon, dishing about all all the good stuff in dating. I remember those days, <laughs> pulling up that text, reading it word for word. <sighs> what do you think he meant by this emoji? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're going a little higher level because we're not there to do that. But you know, we're we're getting these messages in from you all. So keep them coming because this is what's top of mind for everyone that's going on. And you know, you can always go back to the back catalog too and look up some of our popular ones. I think the most popular ones we've done is what's the difference between settling and being picky? Such a good question. Can you stay friends with an ex? And oh, then yes. how do you know if the person is the one? So those have been the top ones that we've done. So go back and listen if you miss them. But this is gonna be a good one too. <laughs> and we were just saying this, uh, Julie and I were just having a conversation before recording this is that the content performs differently based on the platform. Mm-hmm. So on TikTok, the X one, you know, can you <laughs> say friends with an X? Yeah. That one blew up, I mean, according to our standards. But then <laughs> uh, the one, does the one exist, blew up on Instagram, has so many likes and comments based on our standards. Again, just caveat that. And then on YouTube, it's just like none of them really work. It's weird. It's just like really interesting how the platforms differ. But 
Oh, well, we'll keep we'll keep trucking along. We do these. For, I think these are so much fun. I wish someone was doing these when I was dating. Oh, my because God. Because I had yeah. all those burning questions. Yeah. I think regardless of the platform, our number one is how can we deliver content of what our listeners want and need. Yes. So that's what yes. we're really focused on. Number one is it is funny to see the differences, but we really want to bring the types of questions that are burning for you. That is the goal of this. And the burning question of today <laughs> is when is the right time to meet the friends? <sighs> A timing question. So the submission that we got in, I've been with my girlfriend for six months, and I've never met any of her friends. Mm. She's met a few of my friends a couple of times now. And I'm wondering if there's a reason I haven't done the same with her. And mm. a little fearful that I might that she might be even embarrassed or afraid to introduce me for some reason. How do I broach the topic with her? Ah. Uh. I love, love, love this topic because it used to drive me fucking insane. There were people I dated who would introduce me to their families like on date number three, or they would take like a year to introduce me to their friends. Yeah. I think it just depends on how people see the act of introducing you to their friends and family. It's different for everyone. For some people, it's not a big deal. For others, mm -hmm. it's a really big deal. And just because you've been together for six months, it doesn't really mean that time feeds into whether they should introduce you to their friends and family or not. But at the end of the day, this is a question for your partner. You can phrase it like this. I've really enjoyed our relationship. It would make me feel closer to you if I could meet some of your friends or family, mm -hmm. you know, the people you are close to. What do you think about that? Definitely. I don't think you need to be afraid to have this conversation. It doesn't need to be like accusatory or anything that's pointing fingers. You don't need to do any of that. It's a no. simple question and stating that it would be really nice to like get to know the people in your life. I think you can phrase it that way. I think, like you said, people have such different opinions of what this step means, but also people have different relationships with the people in their lives. Mm -hmm. We we obviously don't know because we didn't get that information. Do they even have friends that live close by? Are they super close with these people? Or are they more like friendly acquaintances that don't mean that much to them? All that is such a factor as well. Like I'm thinking about like even with my partner, his some of his friends ended up just visiting within mm -hmm. two months of us dating. So that's why I met them. But then if let's say they hadn't visited for another six months, like that would have changed the timelines just because of the fact that they weren't super close by. So right. a lot of times there's other factors that really don't have to do with you in the relationship. So I think just understanding their dynamics with friends and family the the best possible, what it means to them, just how they even are. I think, you know, six months, it's a good time. It's not nothing, but it's still right. like, when did, you know, you actually define this relationship? Like, how much have you been seeing this person? Let's say the first three months, like you were only seeing each other once a week. It might not actually be that much time in the scheme yeah. of things. So I think the timing is hard too, because we always gravitate to putting time on our relationships, but that means so much different things depending on how much actual time you're spending, not months and all that. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And these milestones are so arbitrary. You know, we feel like, oh, after a certain amount of months, we need to do this and then we need to meet that and we need to go to this. It doesn't mean that your relationship has to follow the same timeline. And also mm-hmm. remember, this milestone means different things for different people. I remember I had a very close friend who said when he dated people, he would want them to meet their friends early on to get their friend's yes. opinion. So it didn't really mean that the relationship was more serious. It just meant he wanted a second opinion. I've also had friends who tell me that they want to keep the relationship sacred and they want to focus on just a relationship before they expand it out to their you know inner circle. So they want to give that one-on-one time first. So it just means such, such different things. And it's not an indicator of how much your partner is invested in you. I'm really glad you said that. I had like one friend that came to mind that would always bring guys out early on. Yeah. You yeah. probably know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. And there got to a point that I was I said to her, I was like, can you just tell me when it's serious? Because I'm really sick of like <laughs> investing in these people I'm never gonna see again, you know? <laughs> so maybe this person swung that far in the past and doesn't want to do that now. Again, we have no idea what is going on for them, but I also don't want to minimize that it can feel hurtful like I definitely had a situation Mm. um, with you know a past partner that I feel like he didn't introduce like he didn't make that effort as much as I did but part of it was that he just wasn't as close to people as I was and they didn't live as close by so there were those other factors there but I think like being brought in a little more and in today's world there are ways that you can do it like you could meet someone virtually like when they do visit you could make an effort to make sure that person is there. Or even if you're serious, you go visit people together. Like there's a lot of ways that you can make it happen. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's an excuse. But I also never really like put it down as a conversation. I just avoided it and made it something that I like was upset about but never brought up. So I think, you know, having that conversation is really like the only way and then you get out of your head a little of just imagining worst case scenario. And don't forget, some people have really sucky friends. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, they might be scared that they're gonna like, you know, they don't scare, you, scare off. you away. Yeah. I, I had a friend that was dating this guy who was much older than her, and all his friends were younger than her. So when she actually ended up meeting his friends, which was like nine months into the relationship, she was like, "They fucking suck, and I they're remember. not his real friends." <laughs> so he had to he not that she made him, but he got new friends <laughs> that were more age appropriate. But she realized in his line of work. He only met younger people. So these were social drinking buddies, but they weren't close friends. So it didn't mean much to him for her to meet them. And I hate to stereotype, and that isn't actually the stereotype we're getting from this submission, but a lot of times women do have deeper friendships than men. Mm -hmm. It is a known fact. Like there's actually a lot of studies about it. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like I talk about this with my friends all the time when we're like, it's us that holds the glue socially. Yeah. (laughs) there's the best SNL skit of like all these women that are bringing their boyfriends to like a boyfriend park like a dog park so they can like (laughs) engage with other men and start having conversations because you know they just there is something the older you get men you know again I'm stereotyping but it is backed up by data that it's just something that's not as ingrained and a lot of time they do look for their partner for that social support Mm -hmm. so i think really understanding where they're coming from and you know are these just like friends that they like drink with or watch sports with maybe that isn't someone that's super essential that you meet you know yes yes or 
you know, you start creating new friendships together. There's something very meaningful about these are the friends that we met as a couple. And that's something really fun to do. And also sometimes in relationships, you could inspire or the other way around, you can inspire your partner to reconnect with their friends Mm -hmm. because it makes some people realize that relationships are very important and they want to reconnect with that like childhood friend or someone from their past. And that's really fun too. So again, like everyone has such different friendships and there's no way of judging. We just can't judge. We have to just keep an open mind. But in this submission, it sounds like it is important for you to meet your partner's friends. Yes. So it is important then to vocalize that and frame it in a way of, I want to meet meet the people who mean the most to you so I can feel a part of your life and I can feel yeah. closer to you. There if your partner's not accepting of that, there's something wrong with that relationship, right? If they're not right. willing to open that door, then I think that's a major red flag. Right. To at least have a conversation with you yeah. of why this isn't happening. But I think getting clear of what this means to you. Is it yeah. what you were just saying, UA, to like be part of your life and not coexist, but be more unified? Is it that it feels like a step? Is it feel like you want them to be proud that they're with you? Like, what is it that's the root of why this is bothering you? And I think coming at it that way with the partner can be a really good way to frame it. Because even if it's, you know, look, like, I really like you. And, you know, I could see this relationship going somewhere. And it almost kind of makes me feel, you know, a little insecure sometimes, like that you're not on the Mm -hmm. same page, because I haven't met your people. Like You could say something like that. And that's not blaming them. It's just stating how you're feeling. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, if someone diminishes how you feel like that is so many other issues beyond just meeting your friends. You don't want to meet that person's friends. (laughs) Yeah, it's not no longer about the friends. You may also find that when you open up this conversation, your partner could say, oh, I was scared to introduce you to my friends because I didn't want you to think we were moving too fast. Yeah. I didn't want to scare you away. I wasn't sure if you were ready for that step. You know, we can't be mind readers, but there's just so many different scenarios that could play out. And if you don't have a conversation, you're just going to spin, spin, spin with all the different ideas you have about why your partner's not introducing you to their friends. Yeah. Let's hold that thought for a few messages. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use a code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Hemp. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know that this submission is about friends, but I do kind of want to talk about family too. Because I think friends is chosen family in some cases. Again, everyone's definition is different. And family, I think, is an interesting beast too, because everyone's relationship with their family is very different. I've had friends that are like, oh, yeah, I introduce everyone to my parents. And, (laughs) you know, like they don't, like if we do break up, they don't care. They're just like, oh, it's cool to meet that person. And then other people, like how I feel about it, it's like a big step like i mm-hmm. only have like introduced like one person to my parents you know it's mm-hmm. a big thing for me so it really just depends so much and yeah i'd love your thoughts too of on introducing to parents and how you see that to me it's a big deal to have family approval and even even though i'm an independent woman and i should be able to make my own decisions if my parents don't like my partner i just don't see it happening for the long run it could be a fun thing but it's not a lifelong thing. So for me, it's like once the relationship gets to like we've defined the relationship, it is for me, it's that time to introduce them to my parents. Mm -hmm. Now, I have not met my partner's parents because they live in a different country. And because of COVID, I have not been able to meet them. We've done video call. But yes, even to my partner, he's like, you know, that's like the one thing missing Mm -hmm. for us is that you have not met my parents. So it feels like it is a it's a very important step for him too. Yeah. No, I think, you know, for me, I introduced my current partner to my parents maybe earlier than I would have if I was looking at timelines. But a big part Mm -hmm. of it was that they planned a trip out here. So I was kind of like, well, I I do want him to meet my parents. And it's kind of weird if he doesn't meet them when they come. Yeah, I can't hide him. Yeah. And I'm like, in my mind, would I have actually chosen like three more months from that? Probably. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's what kind of unfolded. And at some point, too, as the person, like, I think a lot of us are afraid to like introduce people to our friends Mm -hmm. and family, because if it doesn't work out, then you're like, oh, then I have to like explain like, 
like where this person went that now has like a face behind them. So I do think there is an aspect of that that could be a very real fear for this person's partner. And I think sometimes, though, as the person with the fear, you need to kind of just take a risk. Yeah. For me, I was like, you know, it's now or who knows when? Like, I don't know when they're coming back. It might be a year from now, you know? Like, I think it's like you just got to seize the day, too. Speaking of fear, you just inspired me to think about this, too, is that sometimes we don't want to introduce our partners to our friends and family for the fear of what they might say, for the fear of what our family and friends might say. Because, you know, we've all had friends who've seen our previous partners or we were like when we were in our early 20s. And you're like, shut up. Don't tell that story. Shut up. Don't bring up that. Don't bring up that story. So it's almost like, ooh, I don't want this person to get a glimpse of who I was before. You You know, I'm like thinking about it out loud. And in your mind, I feel like your parents feel like the harsher critics, but sometimes it is your friends. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I think like I can think of many cases, not necessarily with me introducing people. I actually have never really experienced this, but I have definitely remembered one of my friends introducing her partner and everyone kind of like grilling (laughs) him and like, yeah, coming down on him. And you know, that's, it can be really overwhelming, especially, you know, only six months in when you're like, maybe not as in it together either at that stage. Like sometimes you want to come in really unified to do that. I will be your hardest critic. I actually do like Julie's partner, but I like very few of my friends' partners. Very few. Maybe like 1%. And that's just you know, Julie's like, partner. Wow. I mean, I feel like he's doing well. Not the, this is what this po- podcast is about. But I have another friend that was like the first time she met him. She's like, you're my favorite of all my friends' significant <laughs> others. And I said to him, I'm like, you know, it's really nice that she said that. But it's also clearly there's like a real low bar, you know, that they like you've met one time and you're the favorite like that means that everyone else is blatantly not the favorite right so I think that is a very real thing is that you don't necessarily want to hear from your friends about your partner or you don't want them to nitpick or you know it just also depends like maybe you're not fully sure and you've been telling your friends something like they're gonna have a different reaction than if you're like oh this is my person I'm going in like I even remember when you met my partner the second time Mm -hmm. and the first first time you kind of like asked him some questions and then the second time you were like well you've already been dating for a year like yeah i don't need to grill you exactly so maybe this person feels that way that like i want to be like in it with you a hundred percent and then we'd move forward yeah yeah uh, absolutely absolutely but uh, yes i will be your harshest critic and i i also think uh, to me there's nothing more embarrassing than telling your friends about your partner, maybe some of the problems or fights you've had, and then introducing them because all they see is like the negatives, right? So I feel like sometimes you have to get your relationship to a really good place before you can introduce them to your friends because otherwise your friends are always going to be by your side. And if you told your friends about that one time, he did this and that, they're never going to forgive that. Fuck, we should do an episode about that. Like how much do you tell your friends? Because that's a good topic. nothing. Tell nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely learned that the hard way went from me and that like from me seeing people after the fact and then also from me telling things like hearing things and telling things. It's really difficult. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather just not know. Just shut up. Don't don't say anymore. (laughs) But then you also like want to be there and you need support. So it's a tricky one. But we'll we'll do that one as another brush. Okay. Yes. Yes. There we go. Brush talk. Next week. Let's go. (laughs) We'll save that one. But yeah, I think like what we've learned from this is that, you know, there is some complexity to it. 
having that open conversation is never going to hurt as long as it's phrased in a way that's inviting, sharing your feelings, not accusing them of anything. Like all of that is going to just be a way to progress the relationship forward, even if it isn't meeting someone per se. Like I think really getting to the root and also just learning about them more when you hear about their relationships with their family and friends will tell you so much about your partner and help you to understand and see things from their light. I'm saying this as a reminder to myself as well, but sometimes you get so occupied of what you want and how you want to like move the relationship that you forget that there is another person there that has all the same fears, insecurities, qualms, like all the stuff that you also have, but maybe it shows up in a different way for them. It's so important to just get that out and then you don't have to make these assumptions that maybe they're embarrassed or afraid or whatever. You'll just know what the reason is. Yeah, just having that open communication. And and also you just remind me of something. It's like you can ask your partner, who are some of the closest people in your life? And if they bring up, oh, my friend Susie is, she's very close to me. You could say something like, I would love to meet Susie one day. She sounds awesome, right? Then it's not like, why aren't you introducing me to your friends? It's like, I would love to meet these people in your life. I remember having that conversation with my ex and him like, oh, I didn't know you like wanted to meet my parents. Right, yes. And I think, yeah, like I should have said that like months ago, just like really like to meet them. I think so many times we're waiting for that other person to make that step where they can't be mind readers. What we've learned from this episode at All of Dateable is that even in the most healthy, secure relationships, we're never like fully on the same page because we're two different people that process things differently. So we're never going to be like a hundred percent in lockstep we might be like 90 percent, but we're never gonna be a hundred percent just because we're not carbon copies of each other so the more that we can just state what we're looking for and what's important to us the better in addition to understanding where they're coming from absolutely Thanks for that question. It's a great question. We love timeline questions. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like there's like a bunch more we could do on that one, too. When's the right time to do this? (laughs) When should this happen? So keep them coming. Keep them coming. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or DM us at datablepodcast on Instagram or show up at 506. Just kidding. Um, That's (laughs) not not giving away our address. Damn it. (laughs) So close. So close. We have like a Uh, crew of datables just like waving their hand with the question on a poster board that's where we draw the line (laughs) uh anyway okay so that that's it for this episode of brunch talk and we can't wait to answer more questions on the next one see you next week the dateable podcast is part of the frolic podcast network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Stay dateable. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.